Welcome everybody to part two, part two of the Dvar Malchus, the first Sikha that we discussed in the previous year. I know you're all waiting for the answers. Um, those who are joining us now for the first time, uh, I definitely suggest that before you listen to this class, you should listen to part one. You may be able to figure it out from just from the part two, but I definitely suggest to go through part one. Because in part one, we went through the details of what it is that we are doing here. So I'm just going to give a very brief synopsis so we could go right to the answers. We are now learning the series of the Dvar Malchus, which the Rebbe gave out to everyone. This was in 19, um, in, in Tavshin Nun Aleph, when the, after the Rebbe said the famous words of two Talts Vosir can, do everything that you can. And the Rebbe made it very clear what it is that we need to do in order to greet Mashiach is know what is Mashiach. Within two weeks, the Rebbe gave out this booklet which contains in it the laws of Mashiach. When we want to know about Mashiach, you could look at the Gemara, we could look in the Midrashim, we could look all over the place. But if somebody wants to have a clarity on the concept of Mashiach, we have to go through the Halacha of Mashiach, the law. Where are the laws of Mashiach? The laws of Mashiach are only in one place in the world, and that is in the Rambam, in Maimonides. The Rambam wrote a Sefer that has all the halachis, all the laws in title. The Rambam's Sefer is divided into 14, 14 books. Each one of these books has subjects, halachis, which is a total of 83 subjects. Each one of these subjects, each one of these halachas has chapters. For example, the laws of Shabbos has 20, uh, 30 chapters. Uh, Tumas Saras has 16, etc. So the Rambam's 83 subjects have a total of 1,000 chapters. The last sefer is called Shoftim. The last halacha in Shaftim is called Hilches Melachim Umelchamisehem Vehilches Mashiach, the laws of the kings and their wars and the laws of Mashiach. And that has 12 chapters. Chapter 11 and 12, which is the end of Hilches Melachim, is called Hilches Mashiach, the laws of Mashiach. The laws of Mashiach are two chapters. Chapter 11 and 12 of Hilches Melachim, which in the big picture, it's chapter 999 and chapter 1000 of the Rambam. So therefore, the Rebbe made it very clear that the way to prepare your, someone for Mashiach, in order to greet Mashiach, we have to know who he is, what he is, what is the story of Mashiach. So therefore, the Rebbe handed out this booklet, as I explained at length in part number one, which basically contains the last two chapters in the Rambam, Perikut Aleph and Perikut Beis, chapter 11 and chapter 12, with the censored part, which unfortunately there was a time that used to censor the Jewish books. In the front, we have four sikhs from the Rebbe. We have two sikhs on chapter 11 and two sikhs on chapter 12. So what we did last time was ask the questions that the Rebbe asks on chapter 11 of the Rambam. So I'm just going to review very briefly what the questions are, and we're going to go straight to the answers because, as I heard from many of you, everybody's in suspense. They want to finally get to the answer. So, 
Let's briefly, what does the Rambam say in chapter 11? First of all, as we remember, we discussed that the difference between chapter 11 and chapter 12 is that chapter 11 discusses the person, chapter 12 discusses the era. So, we are now going to be discussing the person. The Rambam has in chapter 11, as you can see in your uh, curriculum that was given out, if you have a Rambam, go to chapter 11. In chapter 11, there are four halachas. And I'm going to say it very briefly because in, uh, we did it in detail in part number one. Halacha number one, the Rambam says three statements. Statement number one, Mashiach will do three things and only three things. Which three things? He will in- restore the kingdom of David Amelech, his grandfather David. He will build the Besamikdash and he will ingather all the exiles. Because he will do these three things, king, Besamikdash, and gather the exiles, we're going to subsequently have all the laws because we have a king. We're going to be able to bring karbonas, the sacrifices, because we have a Besamikdash, and we will be able to do all the mitzvahs, including Shemitah and Yoival, etc., because all the Jews are in Israel. This is statement number one of Halacha 1. Statement number two, the Rambam continues and he says, and therefore, once I told you the three things the Mashiach is going to do, and only these three, not Chiyasa, Mesim, and all the other things that people always associate with Mashiach, only these three, says the Rambam. Therefore, whoever doesn't believe or wait for Mashiach denies not only the prophets, because in the prophets it talks all over about Mashiach, but it denies also in the Torah and in Moshe Rabbeinu, because seemingly in the Torah it doesn't discuss Mashiach, Says the Rambam, yes, the Torah does discuss Mashiach. Where? There's a Pasuk in Parshas Nitzavim, Veshav Hashem Elekecho Eshvuscha. The Rebishter is going to bring back all your captives back to Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, because the Torah says clearly that Mashiach is coming, someone who doesn't believe or wait for Mashiach denies in the whole Torah and in Moshe Rabbein. Statement number three, the Rambam comes and says that not only is Mashiach mentioned in the Pasuk, there is a second place in the Torah where it discusses Mashiach. And where is that? By the story of Bilam in Pasha Balak, the prophecy of Bilam. However, in the prophecy of Bilam, he doesn't talk about one Mashiach. He talks about two Mashiach. The first Mashiach, that is David HaMelech, not like everybody was screaming last night, <laughs> last time, that it's Mashiach ben Yosef. No, no, no. The first Mashiach is Mashiach is David HaMelech. Then the last Mashiach, which is the one that's going to take us out of Golis. And the Rambam brings four psukim from the story of Bilam that the first half discusses the first David, the first Mashiach, and the second half of the Pasuk discusses the second, the last Mashiach. So basically in Halacha 1, we have three statements. Statement number one, the three things Mashiach will do. Statement number two, whoever doesn't believe or wait for Mashiach denies in the Torah, not only the prophets. And statement number three, that there's a second place in the Torah where it discusses Mashiach, and that is by Bilam. So the questions that we asked, and again, if somebody wants to understand this really in detail, I do suggest that you go to part number one and then come back here to part number two. The questions in this halacha, just very briefly, in it's much, many, many more questions. But the basic question is, why is the Rambam so strict about the fact that Mashiach is going to do only three things? King, 
Besamikdash and gather the exiles. What's wrong if I think that Mashiach is going to revive the dead, uh, do all kinds of other things? Why? Why is the Rambam stressing only these three things? Then the Rambam continues and says, and therefore, whoever doesn't believe or wait for Mashiach denies him the Torah and Moshe Rabbeinu. Well, it's possible that it's true. If you don't believe or wait for Mashiach, you deny him the Torah and Moshe Rabbeinu. But what is the flow here? Once I know that these are the three things that Mashiach is going to do, therefore, whoever doesn't believe or wait for Mashiach, it denies him the whole Torah. The fact that a person doesn't believe or wait for Mashiach denies him the whole Torah, that belongs either in the beginning of the Rambam or the end of the Rambam or in the beginning of the Alochis of Mashiach, but not like uh, sneaked in in the middle in between these Alochis. And then the Rambam continues, you know, why does he deny the whole Torah? Because it says, V'shav Hashem Then the Rambam brings another place from Bilam. However, Bilam talks about two Mashiachs. The first Mashiach, which is David, and the next Mashiach, which is Mashiach. Why did David HaMelech deserve the title Mashiach? David HaMelech, David was the great king, no question about it. David HaMelech was the, one of the greatest kings, or the greatest king, whichever way we want to put it. But why are we calling him Mashiach? Especially if after David HaMelech, after a few generations, the Yidin went back into Golis. Why are we calling him Mashiach? This is in brief the questions that we asked on Halacha number one. In Alocha number two, we asked, Alocha number two, the Rambam says that I have a third place in the Torah where it discusses Mashiach. Not only Veshav Hashem and Bilam. There's a third place. Where is that third place? By the story of the Are Miklat, of the cities of refuge. If somebody has to shalom killed by mistake, he goes to the city of refuge. It says the Torah that Moshe Rabbein set aside three on the other side of the Arden, three in Eretz Yisrael. Comes the Torah and says in the Sefer Dvarim, that when Mashiach will come, the Rebishter will make Eretz Yisrael bigger because the Rebishter gave to Avram Avinu a land of ten nations. And when Yeshua went into Eretz Yisrael and throughout the whole time of Golis, we only have a land of seven nations. When Mashiach will come, you're going to have another three, which is Kenny, Knizia, and Kadmoini. Then you're going to add another three, Are Miklat, says the Rambam. And this never happened yet. So here's another proof that Mashiach is coming. So, besides for the whole issue of who needs cities of refuge when Mashiach comes, but the question here in the Rambam is, if the Rambam has three proofs that Mashiach is coming, from from the story of Bilam and from Are Miklot, why does he put the first two proofs in the first halacha? The story of Are Miklot, the Rambam puts it in a separate halacha. We know that the Rambam is very, very careful in how he writes his halachas, how he divides them. Why did he put the third proof into a separate halach? Halacha Gimel. The Ramam says in Halacha Gimel, and therefore, after I told you all of this, don't even think that Mashiach is going to have to perform miracles and novelties. Why not? Because Rabbi Akiva did not ask from Bar Kokhva, and Rabbi Akiva said about Bar Kokhva, there is Mashiach, and he did not ask him any miracles, to perform any miracles, to prove that he could be Mashiach. So we know the Mashiach doesn't have to do any miracles or or revive the dead, etc. What do we have to know? We have to know the Torah is eternal. First of all, what is the connection between these two things? Yeah, it's true that Mashiach doesn't have to do miracles. Okay. Torah is eternal. True. But what is the, what is the flow here? You should know that the Mashiach doesn't have to do any miracles or or any of that. But do you have to know that the Torah is eternal. What is the connection between the two things? As everybody asked last time. 
And then, what's so terrible if somebody thinks that Mashiach is going to do Tchias HaMesim? Why? Why is the Ramam so adamant about that? That no, don't even think about Tchias HaMesim when Mashiach comes. Why? And then, of course, at the end, the last question is that the last halacha that Ramam says, and after I told you all of this, if you want to know who Mashiach is, you got to look for four things. Number one, he has to be a grandson of David HaMelech. And he has to know the whole Torah, Bixav, Balpeh, the written Torah, the oral Torah. He has to do all the mitzvahs. Then he has to be someone who compels all Yidin to do Torah mitzvahs, do better, etc. Third thing, he has to be someone who fights the wars of Hashem. If he did all these things, oh, then we have a nice assurance. Yeah, this is the, this is the person. Resume fits. Then God says that Rambam If he did that, then he was successful in doing these three massive projects. And then he went to build the Besamikdash. And he gathered the exiles. Oh, then we know for sure that he's Mashiach. And he's going to do the final thing, which is that he will fix the whole world. He'll get the whole world to follow the Abish, to follow God. This is basically what Rambam says in this painting. And each halacha, there are questions, and we do not see any flow in this whole period. So therefore, what we're going to do is, we're going to find the point, the pinnacle, of what the Rambam wants to say over here. And once we understand that, we're going to see the flow of the whole period, how it works so beautiful. And we are going to understand, finally, what is the, Ram, the Mashiach that the Rambam is talking about, and that the Rebbe was stressing the whole time. And then we will have at least an idea of the first sicha in the Varmalchus, which is in the Kutis Sichas Chelikitches. The answer is as follows, and I'll start it with a question. And the million dollar question is why did Hashem create a world? Brias Oilam, why? The Rebishter God has everything. The Rebishter has everything, it doesn't need anything. One day, the Rebishter decided to create the world. Why? And the truth is, almost nobody knows the answer to that question. You look all over in Teda Sanigla, you hardly find any answer to that question. You go through Teda Sachsidus, it's a very, very tough question. And as a matter of fact, the Rebbe Rashab, the fifth Rebbe, in his famous Sefer Samachvov, he brings one answer from Kabbalah and a second answer from Kabbalah, and it says... These cannot be the real answers, which is, again, it's a whole subject for itself. And finally, he says, the Rebbe Rashab, and he brings from the Tanya, which is brought from before from the Medrash. The answer is, The Rebbe wants a dwelling place. One day, the Rebbe decided he wants a place where to live. He wants a house, just like a person wants a house. The Rebbe wants the house. Okay. He created a world for whatever reason. And then he put man on planet Earth that he should develop this world that it should become a dira, a house for the Ebishter. Nope. When a person calls a contractor and he says, could you please build me a house? The contractor knows what houses are. He knows the types of houses. And he asks this person, okay, I'll build your house. What kind of house do you want? 
You want one floor, two floors, three floors? Do you want a small house, a big house? Do you want a mansion? Do you want to have one dining room, two dining rooms? How many kitchens? How many bathrooms? Do you want an indoor swimming pool, outdoor swimming pool? But the contractor has an idea of what houses are. When the Rebishter comes to us and says, could you please build a house for me? We have no idea what this house is supposed to look like. Because the Rebishter is not a person. He doesn't need dining rooms. He doesn't need living rooms. He doesn't need swimming pools. How are we supposed to make a house for the Rebishter? Says the Rebishter, no problem. I'll tell you exactly how I want it. I'll give an instruction book. That instruction book is the Torah. In the Torah it says that there are six 113 mitzvahs. When you build me a house, that this house is put together, let's say, of 613 bricks, beautiful. That is the house that I want. 613 bricks. If you make 612, no. If you make 614, no. If you make 600, I'm sorry, 614, no. If you do 613, that is the perfect house that I want. Which means, when is the Rebishter, does he have his his dwelling place here on planet earth when the earth, when the world is in the situation, has the possibility the opportunity to do 613 mitzvahs what is a frum Jew a frum Jew is someone who turns this world into a a house for the Ebishter by doing 613 mitzvahs that is what it is if a person does a certain amount of mitzvahs, but the other mitzvahs he does not do, he's a very nice person, but you cannot consider him a person who does properly. Why? Because he only does it partially. He picked a few mitzvahs, but he didn't do the others. We don't have a full picture here. Okay? So therefore, the bottom line is, what is Dira Betachtoinim? 630 mitzvahs. Okay. Comes the Rambam. And the Rambam, what does he do? He writes this book that the Rebishter wants, the instruction book, very clearly. He gives you 998 chapters till chapter 11 where he describes all the mitzvahs. Once you read 998 chapters of the Rambam, you know exactly what to do with all 613 mitzvahs. Now comes the Rambam and tells to a person, okay, you learned 998 chapters, yeah? Are you doing the 630 mitzvahs? Are you doing 630 mitzvahs? Is the world doing 630 mitzvahs? We're not talking about the question of how does every Jew do 630 mitzvahs? You have mitzvahs that are for koyanim, etc. The question is, does the yid do all the mitzvahs that he can? For example, the Torah says that we have to bring karbonus every morning. Did, did this Jew who's learning the Ramam, did he bring his carbon this morning? No. Hey, wait a minute. The Torah says you have to bring carbonus. So the Ramam says, excuse me, I don't understand. The Torah says you have to bring a carbon. Why didn't you bring your carbon this morning? What happened? What is the Jew answer? I'm in Golos. In Golos, we can only do a certain amount of mitzvahs. How many? 80 plus, whatever, whatever the number is. We can't do all the mitzvahs. The Jew says, Ramam, what am I supposed to do? Says the Rambam, you want to do Dirabetachtainim? You want to be a good Jew? Very simple. Do all the 630 mitzvahs. Ah, you're in Golis. There is a solution. You know what that solution is? That solution is called Mashiach. You know what Mashiach is going to do? 
Mashiach is going to give the world the opportunity, the possibility to do all the 630 mitzvahs. How? Let's analyze this. What do you need? What are the conditions for the world to need in order to be able to do all the 630 mitzvahs? For example, Moshe Rabbeinu. Did Moshe Rabbeinu do all the 630 mitzvahs? What do you say? Did Moshe Rabbeinu do all the, 600, all the 630 mitzvahs? No? Richtig? Right? Why not? What was he missing? What was Moshe Rabbeinu's missing? Yeah, he had the Mishkan, but the Mishkan was a temporary structure. The Rebbe writes clearly in the Torah, There's going to be a place in Yerushalayim where you're supposed to bring the Karbonis. So Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have it. So Moshe Rabbeinu didn't do all those 630 mitzvahs. Why? Because he was missing. He was a king, Take. A king is very important. Moshe Rabbeinu, says the Rambam, but you need the Besamikdash, and you need the Yidin in Eretz Yisrael. Then you can have all the mitzvahs, like Shemitah and the Evil, etc. Therefore, says the Rambam, you want Mashiach? Here! That's exactly what Mashiach is going to do. He's going to do these three things. Restore the kingdom of David Amelech, as we'll explain soon, how does David Amelech get in here. But the point is, the kingdom, we're going to have a king, we're going to have the Beis Amikdash, and the Yidin in Eretz Yisrael. When you have these three things, the world is at an opportunity, a a possibility that now we could do all the 630 mitzvahs. That's what Mashiach is going to do, says the Rambam. These three things. Tchiyas HaMesim is not needed to do all the 630 mitzvahs. That's where the Rambam starts off. What Mashiach is going to do is three things. The three conditions needed to be able to do all the 630 mitzvahs. Therefore, the Rambam right away continues. And therefore, if there's a Jew who's sitting and complacent, and he says, well, I'm in Gullus. I'm fine with my 80, 85 mitzvahs, whatever they are available. Korbanus, eh, when Mashiach will come, I'll do it. Says the Rambam, no. That If you don't show to the Ebishter, you want to bring your carbon today. Take for example, did you ever hear that our, our Zaydis in Russia, they took away their tefillin from them? Did the Russians, the Yimach right? What did the Yid do when he was in jail without his tefillin? Did he just say, Eibishter, sorry, I don't have my tefillin, I can't help it. Or did he cry to the Eibishter, Eibishter, I want my tefillin back. Didn't he cry? Why? Because it was hasty, you're taking away a mitzvah from me. Even today, they're not in jail. Let's say you, you went on a trip, all of a sudden you noticed you're, you're on the plane, and you're going to land in a place, and it's going to be only an hour before the shkia, whatever, and you notice you forgot your tefillin at home. You're going to go crazy to try to find your tefillin. Or if it's a lady who's stuck on the highway before Shabbos, she's going to go crazy to look for, the, for a candle for Shabbos. Says the Rambam, excuse me, for tefillin, you go crazy. For Shabbos, you go crazy. And what happened to Karbonis? What happened to all the other things? Ah, you need Mashiach? Go crazy! Tell the Amish that I'm I want Mashiach now! I want to bring my carbon today. Oh, says the Rambam. Okay. If that's what you do, that's very good. Because if you don't do that, if you're not mechake, if you don't show to the Ebishter that you want to do the carbon today, you're denying the Torah. Because the Torah says you have to be a carbon. Hey, where's the carbon today? That's what the Rambam said. A Jew has to be mechake lebiyosek. People have to be able to see on his forehead that he wants to get out of this gullus. Why? Because he wants to make a dira betachtaymi. 
This is the perfect flow now. That's what the Rambam says. Mashiach is going to do these three things. These three things are going to give to the world the possibility to do all the 613 mitzvahs. And therefore, someone who doesn't look forward to this, doesn't say to the Ebesh, today I want it. Ah, oh, says the Rambam, we have an issue. And that's what the Rambam continues. Therefore, where do we see another place in the Torah where it says it? By Bilam. What does Bilam do? He talks about two Mashiachs. Who is the first Mashiach? David HaMelech. Why did David HaMelech deserve the title Mashiach? Very simple. What did we say? What is Mashiach? Mashiach is someone who is going to give to the world the possibility to do all the 630 mitzvahs. How do we have it? We need three things. King, Besamikdash, and Yidin Eretz Yisrael. Who is the first person in history that had these three things? Who was the first person that had King, Besamikdash, and Yidin Eretz Yisrael? Don't jump. Shleim HaMelech, right? Because Shleim HaMelech is the one that built the Besamikdash. Sorry, boys. You know that the Rebbe requested in the three weeks we learn Hilchus Besabchira, the laws of the Besamikdash, and the Rambam. And the Rambam explains in Hilchus Besabchira, the Rambam discusses the Besamikdash like this. He starts off with the Mishkan in the desert, and then he says how we traveled in Teretz Yisrael and went to one place to Noiv, to Giver, and to Shiloh, etc. And then finally it came to Yerushalayim. Who brought the order into Yerushalayim, says the Rambam? David HaMelech. Then says the Rambam that the moment that Vayoimer David Zeh Beis Hashem, when David Amalek set the place where the Beis Amikdash is going to be, nobody was able to bring any more carbonus in their backyards. There used to be a time before that, because the Beis Amikdash wasn't there yet, everybody was able to make a bomo, like a Mizbeach sort of, in the back of his house or somewhere, and bring certain carbonus. Once David Amalek, Vayoimer David Zeh Beis Hashem, that's it. So who is the one that started the concept of David That's why it says the Rambam. He wants to bring you from Bilam why Moshiach is Moshiach. Because what Moshiach is going to do is going to give the possibility to do all the 613 mitzvahs. Who was the first one that did that? David HaMelech. That's why David HaMelech is called the first Moshiach and Moshiach is going to take the Yidn out of Golos is the last Moshiach. So in the Halacha number one, the Rambam makes it very clear. Again, what does the Rambam say? That what is Moshiach? that he is going to give to the world the possibility to do all the 630 mitzvahs. Why? Because otherwise a Jew cannot consider himself a proper maker. Because until we don't have 630 mitzvahs, it's not done. And that we learn, David HaMelech was the first, because he was the first one to give the possibility, and Mashiach will be the one who will give it ultimately. This is halacha number one. So far so good? Beautiful. Now comes the Rambam and asks the million dollar question that you asked last time. What did you ask? And we said before, how could you call David Moshiach? <laughs> the Yid went to Golis after that. Answers the Rambam. And if, I'm sorry, the main question, just like David Amelech failed, right? He was Moshiach and afterwards went to Golis. Who says the last Moshiach will succeed? Comes the Rambam in Allah obeys and he says, there's a third place in the Torah. And where is that? By Ore Miklot. By Ore Miklot, when Moshiach will come, we're going to add another three Ore Miklot. Which means that there is something that is going to happen. Moshiach will come that we didn't have yet. Which means, in simple terms, David HaMelech 
did not have 613 mitzvahs. David HaMelech had 612.6. Because he only had 6 out of 9. So David HaMelech had almost Shleimus HaTayra. 612.6. He had already part of the 613th. But it wasn't complete yet. Therefore, he wasn't the ultimate Mashiach. Mashiach, he's going to have 613 complete. So then we are 100% sure that after Mashiach, that's it. This is done. Now, why did the Rebish depict the mitzvah of Arimiklat? And why? That's a separate class. You'll have to go to our other videos that discuss, and also it's in different parts because the Rebbe discussed it. Unbelievable subject. But at least the bottom line is we are now learning in the Rambam. So now at least we understand why the Rambam puts Orimiklat as a separate halacha. Because in halacha, Aleph, he discusses the general concept of Mashiach, that the 613 mitzvahs, and that is what we see by David HaMelech and by Mashiach. In halacha base, the Rambam is trying to bring out what is the the Maile, the Uftu of Mashiach over David HaMelech. David HaMelech had 612.6. Mashiach and Mashiach is going to have 613 complete. Uh, once we understand that what is the idea of Mashiach, someone who puts the world in a situation that the whole, the 613 mitzvahs are complete, and the Rebish that has his in his house is beautiful. Ah, uh, continues Drama Nalacha Gimel, and therefore, don't think that Mashiach is going to have to do miracles, revive the dead and all of that. Nah! All of those things are going to be automatic. The moment the world is complete, death is a negative. How did death happen? The Rebbe created the world. He didn't create death in the world. The Rebbe created a world. All the Mauritians sinned, so Hashem brought death into the world. Mashiach, when Mashiach comes, the death will automatically leave. Why? Because the world is going to be complete. There's not going to, the, all the 613 mitzvahs are there. So it's Adir In Adir there's no death. That's what says the Rambam. When someone thinks of Mashiach, don't, shouldn't even enter your mind that Mashiach is going to have to revive the dead. Nah! What is Mashiach? What do we have to remember? That Torah is eternal. What does that mean? Very simple. That if the 613 mitzvahs are done in the world, that's it. Automat. Automatically, there's no death. Very, very simple. Now we see the flow. The connection between these two uh, statements. Statement number one in Halacha Gimel is that Mashiach doesn't have to do any miracles. Why? Because Torah is eternal. If Torah is eternal and we do all the 630 mitzvahs, perfect. We're going to have a perfect world. Therefore comes the Rambam and says, okay, so now let's get down to business. What is the resume of Mashiach? What does he have to do in order to get the world to this point? We'll see. That all the things that Mashiach is going to have to do is all connected to Torah, all connected to mitzvahs. The first one is, he has to be an enicle of David HaMelech. Why? David HaMelech was the first Mashiach. Of course he, he, he was zeichen that the enicle should be Mashiach. So he has to be an enicle of David HaMelech. He has to be someone who learns the whole Torah, Kedavid Aviv, like David his father, and does all the mitzvahs, etc. Okay? Second thing, Yaakov Kol Yisrael, he has to compel all the Yidin to do Torah mitzvahs. Again, Torah mitzvahs, because that is what does the Dira B'tachtayim. Then, what does he have to do? Yilchem Ilchamis Hashem will fight the wars, not wars, physical wars of the Eibishter. The world is not doing things the way the Eibishter wants them, the way God wants them. 
So he is going to be in the forefront. The Rebbe says, this is not allowed to be done. The countries are doing it. He goes and he says, no, this is not the way to do it. The Rebbe wants that the non-Jews shall do Sheva mitzvahs. They should do seven mitzvahs of Noyach. Mashiach is going to go to every single country and he's going to say, guys, the Rebbe wants you to do Sheva mitzvahs. Where does it say that? In the title of the Rebbe as the Rambam writes before, in the laws of Sheva Mitzvah B'nanayach. This is Yilchim Ilcham Hashem. When you see a person, says the Rambam, that he's a grandson of David HaMelech, he's someone that is knowledgeable in the whole Torah, and you see that he's someone who is there to try to get to every single Jew that he should do Torah Mitzvahs, and even if he's already doing Torah Mitzvahs, says the Rambam L'chazik Bitka, to do even better, to fix the areas that need a little bit of fixing, etc., this, when you see a person that this is what he's doing, and then that he's always in the forefront to fight for Eretz Yisrael, for Judaism, for uh, that the, 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 the non-Jews should do the right things, and all those things together. Ooh, says the Rambam, yeah, he fits the bill. And then, <clears throat> if this person then comes and he builds the Beis Amikdash and he gathers the exiles, Oh, so then we know for sure that this is Mashiach. So Mashiach has two stages. One stage, not the way people think, says the Rambam, the Mashiach is a hidden person. And then, oops, one day he comes and says, Hello, here I am, Mashiach. No, that's not Mashiach. The Rambam says Mashiach is a person that you know for years and years. This is a person that you know which family he comes from. He comes from the family of David Amalek. You know that this is a person that knows the whole Torah. Everybody who asks him questions in Torah, he has an answer for him. It almost never happens that a person should come and ask him a question. He should say, I don't know. I don't remember. I'm not sure. I have to look it up. No, 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 no. This has to be a person that the whole tale is in front of him. Then he has to be a person that on his mind, his agenda is, I'm going to get every single year to do Tehidah Mitzvahs, no matter where he is in the world. If it means to send people to do that, whatever it takes, he's going to do that. And then he's going to fight the wars of the Abishtim. As I said before, anywhere where there is a problem which is against Torah, giving land to non-Jews of Eretz Yisrael, or uh, there's a story which is called Mihu Yehudi, that they want to say that a Jew is someone who is not with a proper conversion, and all those type of things, this person is going to be right on the forefront to fight all these wars. Oh, then we have an issue. Yeah, we have a Chazaka that this person is Mashiach. Now, then there's a second stage, where he goes and builds the Besamikdash and he gathers the exiled, etc., etc. So at least now we have an understanding of this Pedic, the flow. The point is that Rambam says very simple. I learned with you 998 chapters. I told you all the halachas of Torah. Don't think for one moment that that's it. You're fine. I learned it and that's it. No, no, no. We got to do all the 613 mitzvahs. We have to bring our carbon every morning. And we have to make sure the Beis Amikdash is built. As long as these things are not done, Hashem is not at home. And He's like a homeless. He's begging us. Guys, get that Beis Amikdash up. Get that Mashiach there, right there. This is exactly what the Rambam says. And therefore the Rambam starts off, remember, You'd learned all the 998 mitz- uh, chapters, all the mitzvahs, all the mitzvahs, Sheba mitzvahs, everything. Bottom line, Mashiach is going to give you the possibility to do all these mitzvahs. There are all the 613 mitzvahs with those three things, as we mentioned before. And then 
it's ob now it's understood why someone doesn't believe or wait for Mashiach. Denies in Tayra. Why? Because he's complacent. He doesn't understand that Hashem is not home until we don't do all the 630 mitzvahs. And it's all up to us to implore the Eivishter and say, Eivishter, we want Mashiach now. And that's why the, it's a halacha. It's the Ramba. You can't just say, I want Mashiach whenever he'll come. No, no, no. The Rambam says you have to be mechake lebiyose. Mechake lebiyose means to wait for his coming. In very simple terms, if you, like you walk down in the street and you see there's a bus stop and you see a person standing at the bus stop and you don't know who this person is. He never saw him before. You know that this person is waiting for the bus. You know which bus he is waiting for, right? It's got to be one of these which is coming to this bus stop and you know that the bus is coming very soon. Why? Because if the bus was coming tomorrow, or this person had no idea when the bus is coming, he wouldn't be standing there waiting now. Therefore, says the Rambam, that a Jew has to be mechakele biyose, it has to be on his forehead, that when someone sees a Jew, he says, ah, this person is waiting for Mashiach. When you say that, oh, then you are following what the Rambam says, mechakele biyose. And therefore, what, I, what we just did now is just the tip of the iceberg of the first Sikh of the Rebbe that explains chapter 11 of the Rambam. Please, after you heard all of this, go back, restudy the Rambam again, then take out a Likutesichus or the booklet that they gave out for the Tut Alts and go through the first Sikha and you'll be able to see it in much more detail. It's much more geschmack when you learn the sicha inside. But I hope that at least we gave a brief synopsis of the point that the Rebbe brings out of this whole concept. And the main thing is that when all of us will understand what Mashiach is, Mashiach will see that we are actually looking forward every single day. We want Mashiach now. But we don't just want something that we don't know what it is. We know who Mashiach is. We know that he's coming. You know his family. He comes from the family of David Amelech. We know that his agenda is someone who compels all Yidin to do Teir Mitzvahs. It's very easy. Once you learn the Ramam, it's very easy to be able to do this. So, guys, we want Mashiach now. I want to bring my carbon today. There's another two hours to sundown. I want to bring my carbon this afternoon. And I say, Eberstein, Please give me the opportunity to give you a deer of a to finally make it. Bring us Mashiach today, and Be'ezaz Hashem, Mashiach will come today, and we will be there and say, Baruch Haba Melech Mashiach. Thank you for coming, giving us the opportunity to do all the 630 mitzvahs. And the Rebbe is going to say, Ah, finally, my deer of a my Nisava Kadish Baruch Lias La deer of my Taiva. My desire to have a home, finally. Thank you, Yidin, for learning Yilchus Mashiach, bringing Mashiach, looking forward to Mashiach, and giving me my Dira B'Tachtoinim. Now, continue your learning in the Sikha, and then eventually, Bezras Hashem, you'll go to the next and learn why did the Rebish to pick the mitzvah of Ori Miklat to be that 613th, that half of that mitzvah, and why do we need Ori Miklat when Mashiach comes? It's fascinating like anything. Let's continue. Two Talzvas Kent. Let's continue learning Hilchas Mashiach. And Bezas Hashem, Mashiach will come even before 
we will have learned all these sikhs. And the main thing is, we want Mashiach now.